to the makers of Skype who are most certainly listening to this, just fuck off all the time. <laughs> you make an awful product, but it's the best solution. Yeah, like they could have just improved reliability and stuff and not added emojis. Yes. Skype, you have a very specific user base. You have podcasters and you have uh, business people. Uh, you also have uh, lonely teens. I think they use FaceTime. Or Google Hangouts. Yeah. No, I think, I think their main demographics are podcasters and business people. In fact, business people are it's, uh, probably an order of magnitude more uh, of their user base. And let me just say that I've not met a single person, not even a fun... Was it in Cortex? Was it a fun business person that Gray was? A fun business person? Yeah, Mike was a boring business person because he didn't want to uh, change his mm. email. Mm-hmm. Not even fun business people want to send each other emojis while on a Skype call. I'm, I'm a fun business person, though, Sirtis. See? Oh, wait. Uh, can I hit? I can see that. There. That's the one I meant to hit. Because you know what? The heart is still spasming. Yep. Even though I hit it. Mine too. So here's my thing, Zach. Do I need an emoji that shows a face being sad, unamused, surprised, crying with laughter, a thumbs up or a heart? When the whole idea of this platform <laughs> is, is that, that your face, my fucking face, can be unamused, sad, heart emoji. Okay, let's record a podcast. Hey, Sirtis. That's not how it works. <laughs> hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I don't know what to say. Okay. It's just, I don't know, Zach. It's been a long time. Yeah. We're coming up on episode 20. Episode two zero. That's crazy. 53 in decimal episodes, but mm-hmm. one of them was temporarily relevant update. Yeah. So yeah, this will be our... Wait, you were supposed to delete temporarily relevant update. I was supposed to delete that? Why? Because it was only temporarily relevant. Well, I, I can delete it. That's fine. Okay. I, I don't remember it being important in any way. No, it wasn't, but it, it um, taking things off the internet, man, it doesn't really work. I, I don't mind it existing. Who, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> so, Zach, how do you feel about this being our 20th episode? I'm, I'm surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised. Two years ago, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at ye of a little faith. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, I, I was like, hey, we should do a podcast, because when we saw each other in person, we thought, man, we should do a podcast, but then we always just said the things we were thinking because we were a desk away. <laughs> but now we can keep ourselves from saying any of the things we're thinking until these um, strict structured times in which we, we can record the things that we're thinking. Yeah. Free-flowing conversation is hard, so we need nice, rigid structures to help us. Absolutely. So, in honor of our second anniversary... Okay. uh, We want to hear from you, the listener. We want to find your favorite moments in all of Worrying Bugs history. Yes, listeners, we, uh, we as a collective force would, would love that. 
uh, so that we could compile a clip show uh, for you to enjoy. And maybe you'll get to hear it when Zach and I can't record one week. Yes. Actually, no, I promise that it will be out by the day after. Um, no, we, we, I mean, we promise because this is a collective <laughs> effort um, that we that we arranged together beforehand. We promise that it will be out the, the day after this episode comes out, our clip show. All right. We don't have any anniversary traditions, mostly because this is only our second anniversary. So, Zach, I think we should establish some anniversary traditions. Ah, Hmm, I hadn't considered this. First thing that springs to mind, break something. Like your fidget thingama? Oh, hey, yeah, we already did it. <laughs> uh, did we break something last time? Well, no, but you can start no, okay. a tradition. I, just, I was just wondering if you... So what, what, what popped that into your head, if not the fidget thingama? Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's what you do for anniversaries. <laughs> Uh, okay. uh no no what's popping into my head is that it's kind of like a, a new year celebration but for the podcast right new podcast year and on new year you have like party poppers or or other things that release confetti okay which is just like broken paper right so if you broke something else it would be like releasing like cup confetti or fidget spinner confetti okay hmm to celebrate the anniversary. Well, these are certainly ideas. Can we turn video back on? Uh, yeah, my video's on, I think. Uh, okay, I don't know how to turn... I don't know how to make it not... <sighs> Skype. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Hey, okay. Hey. Hey. Um, so for our, our, our anniversary special, also, always, we gotta have video on. Yes. <laughs> Just like every episode, but... It doesn't... I mean, other podcasts from what they've said don't typically use video Mm -hmm. but it definitely feels wrong to not have video with worrying bugs uh zach here's something we could do for our second anniversary we could uh go through our uh pre-show rituals oh (laughs) Uh, zach what what are your pre-show rituals what what gives you uh what helps you prepare oh yeah what do i do to get myself in a mental space usually um, one of two things is happening. Either I have researched in advance, and so I am so relaxed and so calm that I forget that it's happening until about three minutes before, and so I need to rush through my pre-show <laughs> ritual. Or I have not yet researched anything about a half hour before, and I realize I should probably do some research and put together some personal show notes, and that goes until about four minutes after we're supposed to start recording, and so then I rush through my pre-show ritual. Which is uh, some combo of getting water so that I can drink water while we record, uh, turning off my phone, and plugging in my microphone, and then unplugging in, unplugging my microphone, and then plugging it back in again, and seeing if that fixed the problem. Uh, nope, it did. Okay, and then I gotta unplug my microphone again, and just like <laughs> shake it. I don't know. Maybe that'll <laughs> fix it. I don't know. And then plug it back in, and then curse the fact that five years ago now i smashed it into a mailbox and then unplug it and plug it back in again and hey now it's connecting um and then i call certus awesome certus what's your pre-show ritual well uh for most of the shows i have already invoked a series shortcut to fill up my OmniFocus with the task list for a new episode mm, smart uh but for complicated reasons uh, that accidentally got deleted from my Dropbox. 
So this week, I was just kind of going from memory, and it seems to be fine. We're going to find out if it's actually fine, though. If Certus's microphone falls down halfway through the show, you'll know why. <laughs> but the, it typically consists of like uh, moving to my podcast studio, mm-hmm. uh, set up the laptop, open up uh, audio editing software and Skype, and plugging things in, making sure that we're connected to the Ethernet and we're connected to the microphone, the correct microphone. Uh, fiddling with that for a while because it never keeps my default settings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Zach calls me. It's yeah. not exciting. Then you wait five or ten minutes after we were supposed to start <laughs> recording for me to remember that we we had a, a date scheduled. And yeah, I, I stare eagerly at the Skype window, waiting for uh-huh. Zach's little thing to pop up, and uh, <laughs> it's gonna come. It's gonna come soon. It's gonna come soon. And then when it does, I have to wait a couple seconds to make sure he doesn't think I'm too eager. Yeah, yeah. You've got you've to wait as long to answer the Skype call <laughs> as you were waiting for me to call in the first place. Yeah. That's so the I, rule. I have to hear for 10 or so minutes. <laughs> and then Zach and I talk for a while. That's no long. Oh, I guess that is pre-show. That is indeed pre-show. I think of that as part of the show in my head because it's cold open time. Yeah, right. It, it also, I don't think of it quite the same way because I typically don't, while I'm editing it, it, it feels different because I am not going through and taking out ums and ahs and such. Mm-hmm. So it is a, it's much faster to edit. Therefore, I think about it differently. That makes sense. But certainly it is part of the show. Vocal exercises, Zach. Can you do any vocal exercises? Um... Sometimes I explain to my partner what it is that I'm going to try and explain to you later on. <laughs> like that's about a half hour vocal exercise. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, so I'm trying to figure out this thing. So the indie web is, <laughs> and then a half hour later, I'm halfway through my discussion and I'm like, oh no, oh no, this is a problem. Zach, it has been great potting with you for the last two years. Um, uh, here's to two years more and we'll see after that. Yeah. Yeah, I get into about a five-year lifespan, maybe. Yeah, I mean, college and stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, listen, the more people listen to this, the less likely I am to quit doing it. So if you like it, keep listening and tell your mm-hmm. friends to listen. Uh, you can ask Siri to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alexa, play the Worrying Bugs on Spotify. <laughs> We're not on Spotify. <laughs> follow-up uh Um, so last episode you asked me what my semester theme was and my answer was i didn't want to think about that so i didn't and then i realized i probably should figure that out by um by by this this recording time for our second anniversary so i've got actually uh a double hitter i've got both uh yearly resolution i did a whole true true to form new year's resolution that doesn't sound right and then also a semesterly theme okay which do you want me to hit you with first uh okay let's go over the resolution okay i'm curious about this one so 2019 is the year of not putting bacon on top of my hamburgers that sounds like a theme no it's a resolution it's the i'm resolving not to put bacon on top of my hamburgers okay so this isn't metaphorical it's metaphorical as much as I want it to be, but the only thing that I'm holding myself to is physically not putting bacon on top of my hamburgers. 
<laughs> okay, okay, why? Because that's just like extravagance that I do not need. I don't need to eat three different kinds of meat in one sitting. I understand it's only two different kinds of meat. That, I, I, but you know what I mean. Like that's, yeah, I, I think I do. It, I don't understand it though. If you're going to eat, if you're going to slaughter animals for food, mm-hmm. why not enjoy it? Because I don't think I enjoy a hamburger that much more if there's bacon on it. I just think, I go, oh, well, I'm already getting a hamburger, so why not also get bacon? Okay. Yeah, yeah, if that's how you think about it, then certainly this is the right way to go. All right, I support you in this decision, Zach, and I hope you can stick to it. 2019 is my year of not putting bacon on my hamburger. As a resolution, yeah. All right. What, what else do you think it, in theory, could apply to, but you not, aren't necessarily holding yourself to? Is this exclusive to food, or is this going, is this a, it seems like it could be a theme. It could be a theme. But it's not. Okay. It's just a resolution not to put bacon on my hamburger. Okay. All right. And like if, if there's other things that I think of and I, I am trying to decide and something in my brain says, but Zach, 28, 2019 is the year of not putting bacon on your hamburger. <laughs> I'll say, you're right, brain. And then I won't like, I don't know, I won't get two churros. I'll only get one churro. Okay. It's like the, the opposite of the year of effort. No. Yeah, That's not what the year of effort was about. <laughs> it's like inverse year of effort because it's it's like oh it would be so easy just to slap just to say yeah add bacon to that hamburger for twenty more cents because global economies have trended towards optimizing meat right yeah for twenty more cents add bacon on that hamburger but just it's a great like, deal what hamburger place are you going to I want to go there um well for a while mcdonald's was just giving you free bacon right on all of your things if you had anything and you said just give me some bacon they just give you some free bacon there are no mcdonald's around here oh well that's your fault mm, yeah i live in the wrong place you're right mm-hmm. but like if i go to five guys or something then it's like yeah i'm paying extra 20 dollars for ha- for bacon on my hamburger this is okay. ridiculous. So then it should be an easy decision to not add bacon on your hamburger. Well, yeah, but if it's not 20 cents, I don't know if I'm going to... I kind of understand why you don't want to put specifically bacon on specifically hamburger. Uh, you said extravagance, but uh, what does that mean to you? It's double the amount of meat and like greasy It's not double meat. the amount of meat. It's like a little bit extra meat. It's more meat. Yes. I don't need that much so if I gave you a hamburger with bacon on it, but like just the top layer of hamburger cut off, this would be the same? I don't know. I think the answer is no. It, it really is just like I, I was eating a hamburger one day and, and somebody said, hey, do you want bacon on that? And I thought, eh, I guess I don't really need to put bacon on every hamburger that I buy. I don't think I understand the metaphor. It's not a metaphor. It's a, it's a literal. Someone said, hey, you person. What does it shopping- mean, Zach? What does it mean? <laughs> What's the deeper, the deeper meaning of the bacon on the hamburger? I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to extract from me. Why, why is it if I put chicken on a hamburger, is that a no-no? I mean, that's also an extravagance. And so that if, if it were the theme of 2019 is the year of not putting bacon on my hamburger, then chicken would also be excluded. It's so specific, Zach. I can't get over how specific it is. That's the point. It's so specific that I can't f*** it up. Oh, oh, this is a beginner resolution. Yeah, well, this is, I think, the only resolution that actually works. Because I don't eat that many burgers. And when I do get a burger, it's not that hard to just say, no thanks, on the bacon. Okay. 
Okay, I see. So next year, you're going to say no bacon, also no chicken. Mm -hmm. Also, you can't just slice a brat in half and layer the brat on top of the hamburger, which is something that a place in downtown Milwaukee actually does. Sounds delicious. It's so good. I'm I'm gonna try and avoid getting that because that's what about a slice of ham? Like I, it's not bacon technically, but it's made of the same animal and it has it comes from basically the same part. <sighs> I don't know. That's I don't think as many people offer a slice of ham on your hamburger. Yeah, but we need the rules set up just in case. Okay, then no, it's not bacon. It's fine. It is just bacon on just hamburgers. Yes, I I would extend it to any meat sandwich. No bacon on any meat sandwich. What if it's a bacon sandwich, Zach? If it's just bacon on a sandwich, then it's not bacon on a meat sandwich, then it's a bacon sandwich. I think I can make the argument that bacon is a meat, therefore a bacon sandwich is a meat sandwich, yeah? It wouldn't be a meat sandwich if there wasn't the bacon, so it's not bacon on a meat sandwich. I can take some of the bacon off and it would still be a bacon sandwich. Right. There should only be one serving of bacon. Okay, but if I give you two servings of bacon on on a single sandwich, is that a bacon on bacon sandwich? Yes. Okay. (laughs) If you give me a bacon sandwich and I say, hey, could I have more bacon on that? That's against the rules. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I was trying to get at. See, Zach, I think... (laughs) I think you're getting into dangerous territory here because at first you said specifically hamburger and specifically bacon, but now you're like all over the place. What if I want to put bacon on a non-sandwich but meat-based meal? Oh, like pork or bacon-wrapped shrimp or something. Maybe, or like, uh, I was thinking like, I've never seen this before, but I'm sure it exists, like a steak, and they're like, do you want bacon on the steak? of steak place are you going to in your imagination Certus's imaginary steaks made with the imaginary beef that mcdonald's used to use <laughs> then now they then now there's a surplus of imaginary beef so they need to put it somewhere and you swoop in all right what's the answer though zach can you eat that steak with bacon on it yes but like it's still some extravagance that i don't need in my life so if it was the theme of <laughs> no bacon on my hamburger then then it wouldn't be allowed. But it's not the theme of no bacon in my hamburger. It's the rule of, it's the resolution, no bacon yeah, in my hamburger. you've already said that meat sandwiches apply. Just any old meat sandwich, you also don't want bacon on it. Right. But if I do happen to get a ham sandwich with bacon on it for some unknown reason, I won't be failing the resolution. I'll just be introducing some extravagance that I don't need into my life. So you keep saying that phrase over and over, which makes me think it's connected to your theme. Okay. You're welcome to think that. My theme is the semester of independence, and it has nothing to do with extravagance that I don't need being introduced into my life. Wow. You just took, you straight took my theme. Are those the words that yours are? Year of independence? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's so, okay. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. Sometimes uh, my (laughs) brain puts two similar thoughts that have the same first letter into the same box and then when i go back into my memory and reach into that box i pull out the wrong word (laughs) so there are two different i words that (laughs) there are two different i words that belong in the same place they're both semesters of and then there's an i word and so i reached into the, the box of i words with semester of in front of them and i pulled out the wrong one so certus has the semester of independence and i've got the semester of improvisation <laughs> semester of improvisation 
<sighs> okay, Zach. So, when's your first performance? Um, I'll be at Second City eventually. In Chicago? I think there's a Second City in Chicago? Yes, there is. Okay, Zach. So, what does this mean to you? Uh, it means I had too much stuff going on, and I could not dictate what I did with my time very well in, in the last semester. So this semester, I'm trying to give myself more time that I can say, I don't want to do that thing that I like kind of half gave to myself. Like I've been telling myself I should do yoga at night, some nights, but if I like would rather go hang out with my friends at that time, I'm not bound to do yoga. Whereas in previous semesters, or specifically this last semester, anytime I had something on my calendar, it was a thing I could not not do. Right. Do you think, I like this, I like it a lot. Um, It seems like a, it sounds like something I'm going to steal later in a later semester, but um, okay. yeah, I like the idea a lot. My first thought is, oh God, how, if I was going to do this would be, Mm -hmm. oh God, how am I going to sleep? Because there's always something I want to be doing more than sleep. Right. Yeah. Sleep. My body's pretty good at yelling at me when I need some sleep. Okay. (laughs) And also the other person who lives in my home is pretty good at yelling at me when they need some sleep. (laughs) So in that way, it's not like my time is not entirely dictated by me. I've also got classes and work and things like that. But Mm -hmm. I'm trying to increase the amount of hours that I have that I get to choose what to do with them. Okay. Uh, Well, as you know, Zach, and as we just uh, discovered, I am a fan of uh, hard rules. Mm-hmm. So, Zach, what are th- some things like school and work, like you said? What What are the things that absolutely have to happen? Let's see. I'm just going to open up my calendar and see which things I've sorted into what. So, I've got two different work calendars. I've got my school calendar, which is just class time and stuff. Um, and then I've got a personal calendar. And the personal calendar has things like oh, well, on Tuesday morning, I'd like to just spend a little bit cleaning my room. But I, I know just from my memory of Tuesday morning that instead I, um, the homework that I was planning to do that morning took more time. So I just skipped cleaning my room for that morning and I did it later after school got canceled. Hmm. I have a worrying bugs thing in my calendar and that um, that is still in my personal calendar, but that's not... Not something that's negotiable, but basically everything else that's in my personal calendar is negotiable. Like, I'm going to go do yoga, or I'm going to go over to the, like, exercise center for the school and exercise if I just, it was miserably cold today, and I didn't want to go do that, so I just exercised at home instead. Because the the thing that I'm trying to do with that calendar appointment is just give myself some time so when I'm planning stuff out or someone says, hey, Zach, do you want to go do this thing Friday morning, I know that I can, I can go do that, but I also should keep in mind that one of these days I need to actually exercise. Right. Okay. So at the end of the semester, if everything goes perfectly, what does your life look like? I've maintained this beginning of the semester amount of free time. Okay. Because that's one of the hardest things is that the, the first two weeks of the semester, I'm like, man, I've got so, so much time. <laughs> I should sign up for some stuff, and then I sign up yeah. for too many things, and then I am sad. So I know it's going to surprise all the listeners, but I do not have that problem. <gasps> mm-hmm. <gasps> well, that's a really good semesterly theme. I like the name a lot, especially. That mm-hmm. actually came from my dad. Thanks, Mr. Sharp. Yeah. Um, I do think one thing I can do, or 
start doing again that would help me with that um, improvisation is going to be giving myself, um, when I was back in Sweden, I gave myself kind of like weekly goals to complete. And so I would say, get this homework assignment done and this homework assignment done and also edit the vlog or whatever. Yeah. Those little things were. And I think having more free time now, it would be good to have some little goals like that so I can make sure I'm still doing stuff with that time. Yeah, right. You don't want to spend all your time playing Half-Life 2. Uh, Or maybe I do. Uh, Let me say that a different way. Uh, Maybe you don't want to spend all your time playing (laughs) Half-Life 2. (laughs) (laughs) So one of those things that I think I'm going to be doing with my newfound free time is writing more letters because i have i have people in my life that i care about gross and i should write letters to but haven't because i'm uh bad at that and also i have cool pens in my life that i care about and should be writing more letters with but i haven't i would just like to say that for the record i have not received a single letter from zach actually it's not true I have received exactly one card from Zach from money was in Sweden. Was it Richard Feynman? It was Richard Feynman. Okay, I remember that. I thought I sent you a letter. I guess I forgot. I'll add it add it to my list of letters I gotta write. I was going to send you a letter so that you would feel obligated to send one back, but mm-hmm. uh, I also forgot. Um, so have, I've, I've been using my pens on and off to write some of those letters. Okay, that's uh, not what I've been doing. I have a few pens. Nothing fancy. I mean, kind of fancy. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, some Lamy Safaris, some Twisby Eco Sports that don't exist. <laughs> so I have all these pens, and some of them have ink in them, and some of them don't. And I have all these inks, and I have way too much ink than I could ever use. <laughs> but I have mostly been using the two Retro 51s I have, mm-hmm. which is just a ballpoint pen. It's a rollerball pen, technically. It's like a satisfying one. It's a a really, really, really good pen and one that I like a lot and one that um, is good for pretty much any situation, which is why I like it. Mm -hmm. I still carry a Fisher Space Pen in my pocket. Just in case? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are certain circumstances in which, like we've discussed before, I don't want to take off my backpack, grab a pen, Mm -hmm. and write something. I would rather just take my pen out of my pocket or out of my fanny pack and... For those situations, I use the Fisher Space Pen, and it's not a burden to carry around. In fact, as part of my routine is to put my pen in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But I have not been using my fountain pens, and I don't know exactly why that is, but I've just been so satisfied recently with the Retro 51s that I haven't felt the need to like have more fun with my pens. Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's good that you have arrived to a place where you're happy with your pens. Well, yeah, but now I have all these pens. Yeah. Uh, donate them. Yeah. Might be the good thing to do. To the local handwriting center. Don't Google handwriting center. I just made it up. I wasn't going to, but <laughs> it doesn't look like anything is turning up. I mean, there are handwriting centers, but they are not necessarily like around here or mm-hmm. online or whatever. So... I've been using my pens. I've got my little Lamy Safari rollerball, I think, that I've just been using because it, it works just fine and it's better to have in my pocket and it's bright yellow so I never forget it or get it mixed up with somebody else's pen like I used to with my G2s. <laughs> and I also worry about it falling out of my pocket a lot more than I did with the G2s. 
But that's been serving most purposes just fine. But the only reason that I would want to hang on to my fountain pens is I can't put all of the inks that I would want to into a rollerball. Right. Yeah, that's my thing as well. I have a really, really nice green ink that I just adore in, in like when I take notes and stuff. And you know what? I... We talked a little bit a, a little while ago about me using one notebook with a bunch of different inks mm-hmm. for, for taking notes, and that worked pretty well, but it's not a, an experiment I wanted to continue mm-hmm. this semester. So I'm back to using different notebooks and one pen. So even further, my use of fountain pens has decreased. Yeah. So do you think you'll use those inks, or are those getting donated to the handwriting center too? Uh, if I'm being honest with myself, which I try to be, I am not going to donate them and i'm just going to use them occasionally when i have some inspiration oh yeah yeah mine are hidden away on a shelf behind a door yeah and they look nice so like they're a good decoration if nothing else yes so that's that's actually what i was noticing um i have a exclusive photo from the inside of certus's home um with what looks to be a whole range of different pens and one ink and just a orange post-it note for writing on with his fountain pens okay so uh what's uh, not pictured uh behind the camera there is a an array of ink bottles uh nicely arranged on my dresser okay so do you think this very nice pen display case that you have centered on your desk is going to stay there if you're being honest with yourself about not using your pens much <laughs> yes because it looks nice I think it looks nice, at least. You know, it's like the the access rule that if if it's easier to get at something, you're more likely to use it. Absolutely. So if I I send you a letter... You'll receive a letter in nice green ink. Lovely. Zach, you got a thing on your wrist. Wow. Uh, Speaking of writing. Speaking of writing, because we do we uh we do segues here and worrying bugs. We've been doing this for two years and we've never missed a segue. (laughs) In exchange for the exclusive picture of Mm -hmm. my bedroom, Mm -hmm. I have received an exclusive live video feed Mm -hmm. of Zach, his body, and specifically his wrist. That sounds like something that could get you looked into by the FBI, but It's in the corner under the air vent. That's where the camera is. <laughs> There's no air vents in this home. We just have a lot of space heaters. It's terrible. So did you notice anything in that? Uh, yeah, there is. There appears to be uh, after I zoomed in and enhanced mm-hmm. a bunch of times. Zoom and enhance, zoom and enhance, zoom and enhance. There appears to be some sort of device on Zach's wrist. It is uh, a very dark gray, not quite black. Uh, it looks... a bit like silicone with and it has a screen on it and it says Indeed. the time sometimes sometimes if i flick my wrist the right way some no. <laughs> there. there it is oh. i saw it there was a time there for a second <laughs> uh, listener i don't know how much this is getting cut down but let me just say that zach has been trying to show me the time via the video feed for uh a, a while now it started it the time used to be 5.35, and then it, eventually it was 5.37. <laughs> um, so yeah, this uh, slightly disgruntling timepiece on my wrist is the Mi Band 2. Um, we had a discussion a while ago about, about the things I was looking for in a wrist yes. device, um, because you had your, your big fancy Apple Watch, and I, I didn't have any options. 
Yeah, Zach's options were to buy an iPhone. Mm-hmm. So uh, what attracted you to the Mi Fit 2? Uh, Mi Fit is a different thing. The no. Mi Band 2. Mi Band, sorry. Yes. Is it Mi Band Fit or did I just make up the Fit part? Mi Fit is, uh, I think, a thing you could do with the Nintendo Wii. Oh, yes. Right. Okay. So is this a Nintendo product, Zach? It is not a Nintendo product. It's a Xiaomi product. Um, it comes after the Mi Band 1 and before the Mi Band 3. And what uh, made you want it? Why, why is it on your wrist, Zach? It's on my wrist because it was 30 bucks and did like half of the things that I wanted. <laughs> and, okay, okay. And I was getting frustrated with how, how, how hard it was for me to know what time it was. And I just wanted to get a watch that did step tracking and sleep tracking. Right. So what does it, does it do and what doesn't it do? Um, so it does those two things step tracking and sleep tracking right sometimes it tells me the time if i flick my wrist the right way is that pretty good it's got like a raise to wake feature but if my hand was already laying down and i just want to look at the time i've got to like (laughs) do that uh just fling a lot and then i can know what time it is uh or i can just tap there's one little button on it and it also tells me my heartbeat and all, all sorts of fun facts about just my step and my heartbeat on Tuesdays, your heart rate is higher. Nope. When you're in San Francisco, you eat more. <laughs> it doesn't do notifications from my phone unless I'm getting a call, in which case it does for some reason. And that's fine by me. I don't really need notifications on my phone. Or I mean, I, honestly, not even on my phone. But I definitely don't <laughs> need them on my wrist. I've decided this. Okay. One thing that this watch can't do that makes me very upset uh, is tell me what the weather is outside. <laughs> Huh. Uh, which ever since I had my first Timex when I was like 10, my brain would go, I wonder what temperature it is outside, and then look at my wrist to see what the temperature was outside. <laughs> so anyway, that's something that I need because my brain just expects it to be information I can get from my wrist, right. um, but apparently I can't. And then one of the other things that I really want is an always-on display. Mm-hmm. So I want to just be able to have my wrist laying where it is and look at my wrist and know what time it is. Get that sixth sense of time like we were talking about mm-hmm. long, long ago. And I want to put it on my right arm. It still feels weird even after wearing it on my left hand. Can you not switch sides with this device? I can, but okay. I just figured for as long as I had this Mi Band, because it it's always been a stopgap measure. For as long as I had the Mi Band, I would try it on my left arm because you told me that I would look like a freak if I... (laughs) Just for some context, listeners, uh, my overshirt is teal, my undershirt is pink, and my pants are yellow. And I might look like a freak if my my black watch is on my right arm instead of my left arm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, As part of uh, the year of no bacon on your hamburger... Oh, I see. Color is an extravagance that I don't need to introduce into my life. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be like your old pal Sirtis. <laughs> Wear a gray shirt and some gray pants and a black watch on your left wrist. See, but color is an extravagance I can enjoy. But you don't enjoy bacon. I enjoy bacon, but I don't think bacon adds that much to the experience of a hamburger. But it does add something? Yeah, but not, not enough to justify it. Justify what exactly? The bacon. <laughs> what aspect of the bacon needs justifying? <laughs> I don't know. I think a little bit I'm like rallying against mindless consumption in my own way. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. 
But mostly I just think that I don't need to put bacon on all of my hamburgers. And all of the companies want me to put bacon on my hamburgers. McDonald's will give me free bacon to put on my hamburgers. But I don't want that. Okay, but it still feels weird to wear your watch on your left wrist. Right, yeah. So I need to put it on my, on my right. And then right with the same hand. Just because it feels good. Okay. Uh, alternative solution. Mm-hmm. Buy a big watch. Like a, a, just a dumb watch. I, I, let, let me just grab the watch I'm thinking of in my head. Okay. I have a very particular watch aesthetic that I'm shooting for in my own head, so... So, this is the watch I'm talking about. It's huge. It's annoyingly big. But it okay. Show, and it, all it does is it shows the time really big. Right. And I think you should get a watch like this, or maybe even this watch, if you send me a letter, I'll send you a, a package. <laughs> Wear it on your right wrist at the same time as wearing the watch on your left wrist, uh, the Mi Band. All right. And then okay. what you do is you get a slightly smaller watch on your right wrist. Mm. And then you get a slightly smaller one until mm-hmm. you're just wearing basically a friendship bracelet. Mm-hmm. And then you just take that off because it's not even useful anymore. Okay. Easy. Yeah. I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> just conform to society, please. All right. No. All right. Glad we're on the same page. Um, speaking of conforming to society, how much, uh, Swiss cheese have you eaten recently? Uh, not very much. It's mostly been, uh, I've had some string cheese and some cheddar, some mozzarella on a pizza. Wow. Okay. Um, turns out I, I said the wrong thing and I meant to ask how much string cheese you'd eaten recently. Oh, a lot. Quite a lot. A lot. Quite a lot. Really? Okay. Yes. I uh, I enjoy some string cheese. And the cheddar that you had, was it in prepackaged slices? No, it was uh shredded, pre-shredded. Mm. Okay. Although actually just it's funny you mention it cuz last night uh my roommate came home with this cheese and uh, I should clarify they came in shouting, "Guys, look at this cheese. It has coffee in it." Okay. And of course I was interested. So they come home with this uh, this wedge of cheese. Like, mm-hmm. guys it's espresso cheese and it was okay okay it was okay i'm not i don't think i would buy it for myself but it was interesting there wasn't espresso in the cheese per se it was kind of like where you would expect a wax to be mm, like okay. on the outsides do you know where that espresso cheese was produced uh i have no idea okay so why why should i stop eating string cheese zach why am i going to be guilted for string cheese consumption because you want to conform to society. Okay, but I eat it. I don't. I don't use it in strings. I only. I eat it straight on like a. Cool. Like a, like a hot dog. That's the worst. That's the worst of all worlds. So yeah, uh, miss me with your insult. I. I don't know how that phrase goes. Miss me with that string stuff. Uh, miss me with the society conforming or something like that. Oh, okay. Someone. I see. Re- someone else rephrase that for me. Yeah, make it a meme. Make it a meme. Put it on the Reddit. Make it a meme. So yeah, if you are still eating string cheese, you are not conforming to the rest of American society, uh, which is uh, buying less string cheese and less prepackaged slices of cheese. I also don't buy the string cheese prepackaged. It's all in one big clump that I tear away. Oh. Certus, you're killing the economy. You're welcome. (laughs) It tastes better that way. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. It's very good like that. So you can get it smoked like that sometimes. That's oh, real yeah. good. That's really mm. good. But I'm guessing if you're getting it like that, that also means that you're getting it made somewhere in America. 
Most likely, yes. And so the, the danger with buying other kinds of cheese is that the main American cheese economy drivers are prepackaged cheese slices and string cheese. Well, they should adjust for what the people want, not for what they want to produce. Yes, but the issue is not what they're producing in the future. The issue is the 900,000 cubic yards of surplus cheese we have stored. (sighs) Listen, listen, if you work anywhere near this and you're listening to this, it's not one giant cheese hunk. <laughs> That's just total all of the stored cheese adds up to 900,000 cubic yards of cheese. What I was going to say. What, <laughs> what I was going to say was that someone is keeping track of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nine, was it 9,000? 900,000. 900,000. Cubic yards Nine of surplus 100, cheese. cubic yards of surplus cheese doesn't just sneak up on you. Okay. Right. This was built over time and somebody knew about it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is fine. I'm sure this is a fine thing to be happening. And well, partially because it's decentralized. It's like the, each cheese producer individually has a small surplus. Right. I understand, but... But someone was keeping track of all of the surplus cheese. It didn't jump from zero to 900,000. Yeah, that wasn't an overnight thing. Maybe they only do, like, 10-year cheese censuses. (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) when they come to your house and they go through your fridge, (laughs) or simply. How much surplus cheese are you storing, sir? So this is unsold cheese. Correct. So, typically, what I would expect to happen when there's a massive surplus Mm -hmm. is that the price would drop you would think oh god um so so the surplus of cheese happened because we had a surplus of milk quite a few years ago we need to store it somewhere so we stored it in cheese so we stored it as cheese uh milk production has actually increased 13 percent in the last 10 years um while milk consumption in the u.s has fallen just because fewer people are drinking cow's milk i blame the government entirely that's fair So yeah, we made too much milk, didn't know what to do with that. We made too much cheese, and now we don't know what to do with that. Also, uh, as the economy becomes more globalized, more people realize that there's tastier cheese available from outside of America, so they can import, like, cheddar cheese from actually cheddar England. And that's more expensive, so they buy less cheese, and they get used to buying less cheese, and also they're not buying it from America. I would like to say that I am very hungry. The price of milk? Because we have so much milk is now decreasing since we have a surplus. That's how economies do. Cool. I like that. But it's decreased to below what it costs to produce the milk. Hmm. There is a negative margin on our milk. Yeah, that's what happens. So is the government trying to fix it? I didn't. The NPR didn't say anything about the government trying to fix it. They just said we have so much cheese. I'm to the point, Certus, this is two years in. <laughs> I'm to the point where I recognize by name dairy pundits. <laughs> Andrew Novakovic has been in the last three articles about dairy that I read. All of them about oh, how we have great. too much milk. That's great. So even with the 600 plus dairy farms that we lost in Wisconsin in 2018, we still have too much milk and too much cheese. But I'm not part of the problem because my last four cheese purchases were all Wisconsin companies. So I'm clearly part of the solution. I think I buy my cheese from a local source. 
I mean, I buy it from the grocery store, but I assume they get it from a local source. I should look at the package. Does it have a... Because mine... Mine is Cheddarheads. That's the cheese that I buy. It is the Cheddarheads cheese because they sell it at Pick and Save near me. But that's got uh, it's got two things on the logo. It's got the state of Wisconsin, and it's got a cow. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's from Wisconsin. <laughs> there's a certain amount of pride in the state. I'm not sure if it's true for all states, but there's a lot of Wisconsin pride, and I don't know exactly why. So I actually a while ago I complained about the the entrepreneur podcast thing that i went to and i tried to be a cool elf but i wasn't a cool elf um but one of the people who was there and actually up there giving giving her talk on this chunk of the podcast was from new york and she came to wisconsin to build her business and she was speaking to how much wisconsin is like an exception in that wisconsin just cares so much if you see wisconsin made on a package you're more likely to get the thing because it's locally Hmm. made And now, a PSA from The Worrying Bugs. We're sponsored this week by the people who want to access your website from Twitter. They provide an asynchronous uptime monitoring service for any server you link to from your Twitter page. The people who want to access your website from Twitter. Just go to Twitter and type in the promotion code, Hey guys, check out this website. It's real cool and I'm very proud of it. This has been a PSA and a sponsored message from The Worrying Bugs. Uh, can we give a quick shout out to whoever tweeted at you, Zach? Schmarty, I think is his name on Twitter. So uh, yeah, last time, last episode, I tweeted it out because I was proud of the the reporting we did on what the IndieWeb was. And if you tweet with hashtag IndieWeb, then it'll automatically post to the IndieWeb Slack. And so a couple people checked it out. One person said that podcast was pretty cool. And then a couple other people checked it out. Um, and so thank you to Marty McGuire, uh, Schmarty, uh, who, who tweeted me and said, hey, your link is bad. And then I said, cool, I'll let the server guy know. And the server guy, what? Uh, okay, so in lieu of our IndieWeb episode, I made an attempt to implement a micropub endpoint which would allow me to post to my website without logging into it. It would, I mean, I I would log in in some way, but I would be able to go to someone else's website and post on their website and have have their website tell my website to post something and then have my website tell their website that I posted something. (laughs) It's a simple system, really. Mm -hmm. Anyway, while I was doing that, I was, I don't know exactly, but somehow... I managed to delete some files. Some very important files. Some very important files. Literally no idea how that happened. I shouldn't even... That that user account shouldn't have even had permissions to do that. Uh-huh. So I really have no idea what happened. That's very Computers strange. are weird. Computers are weird. So some things got deleted. The server stopped working in certain aspects. Like the connecting to the internet aspects? Well, see, it was connecting to the internet, but the WordPress was broken. But the like Super Awesome Corp main page was totally working fine. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, you know what you do? What's, what's the first step of tech support, Zach? It's to turn it off and turn it back on again. Mm-hmm. So I tried doing that with the computer that got a bunch of files deleted. And then some of those files apparently were the files that told it how to connect to the internet, how to establish a connection mm-hmm. to the internet, I guess. Because it, like, it could connect to the internet, but it before i turned it off and when i turned it back on it was like hey i don't remember how to do that (laughs) 
So this is a remote Linode server, making connecting it to the internet kind of important mm-hmm. because otherwise I can't access it. I can't just walk over and stick a USB keyboard into it. Right. I re-imaged it. Well, I, I made sure I, I made sure the backup was there. I had a backup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a backup. I made sure the backup was on the drive I thought it was on. It was. It's great. Mm -hmm. And then I re-imaged the machine and uploaded my backup to the server. So you just, like, made a new server, basically. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. Yeah, and then I uh, just put all the stuff that used to be on there back up there. Mm -hmm. And then I went to superawesomecorp.com and it looked like it was working fine. And then I went to worrying bug to, then I went to superawesomecorp.com slash worrying bugs and everything was not working fine. In fact, it said, Hey, I can't find the database. And I was like, Oh no, because nothing should have happened. Yeah. Nothing should have been different because I uploaded an exact copy of the server. Mm -hmm. But something was different. The database couldn't be found because it wasn't in the folder that I was backing up because why would it be? But all the audio was up there and all the signatures, the cryptographic signatures that we upload every week, uh-huh. they're still up there. With the show notes. Not with the show notes. I mean, those are in Drive, but oh, yeah, those are. In, but they weren't in its little WordPress format, so yep. I spent a few hours going through and re-show noting all the episodes and eventually all at once re-uploading them all mm-hmm. so if you got a bunch of duplicates in your feed because you almost certainly did that's my bad i'm sorry about that hopefully it wasn't too much of a burden all right that's the end of the story all right i'm glad that you got it working because i wouldn't have known what to do <laughs> <laughs> oh well it's my own damn fault so i'm <laughs> gonna do take more full backups yeah that's what you do is that what you're doing now uh yeah um what I've been doing is just downloading it all with FileZilla, and I didn't. It, that doesn't work super well for the entire file system. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to use rsync, but rsync is so fiddly mm-hmm. and really annoying. And I have a backup, but I'm not entirely sure it's all there. That's a bad place to be. Could you have the server make an image of itself? I've been trying. I, I went down that path as well. Like. When we were still using some god-awful hosting service, they had a cPanel, and the cPanel would let you just basically download a zip file of your, the entire contents of your mm-hmm. website or an image or whatever. And Linode has something, but it's not what I want it to be. I don't really know what it is. Huh. It's not really for downloading. It's for taking an image of one Linode server and putting it on another Linode server. Okay. They don't want you to download it because they want you to use their backup service. Yes. Which is another option I could do, but it's another $2 a month I don't want to spend. Yeah. When I, in theory, could just keep fiddling with this until I'm sure it worked. Please be sure it works. (laughs) No one take down my server in the meantime, all right? (laughs) The security will be up in a couple days. We're just working on the honor system until then, so... So I guess that's what you've been doing with most of your time. Mm, I mean, it was a few hours, but it, it Zach like had to prompt me because I was trying to make a robot do it for me and that wasn't working. I, I had a recurring task, not a recurring task, but I had a task set up on my Todoist saying, please, please tell the guy that the site's back up. And then the next day, please tell the guy the site's back up. Yeah. And then the next day, and I was like, hey, Certus, what's up?
It's been a busy week, you know. Mm-hmm. You understand. You all understand. I actually don't understand because I only had one day of class because <laughs> it was too cold. It has been ridiculously cold. I know we talked about it a little bit before, but like things have been breaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. For example, today, the chemistry building at UW Madison, mm-hmm. uh, floors one and three completely flooded because a water main broke. Did your Dropbox break because of the cold too? Uh, I have to assume. Yeah. Yeah. Computers, they hate the cold. <laughs> That's why they warm themselves up. Yeah. Zach, were you trying to segue and I ruined it? A while ago, I was trying to segue, but it's fine. So out- outside of doing the, the, the fixing of the website, what you been up to, fam, dude? I feel like I heard, I heard a lot more about your side projects when you were doing like another warder wa- tracker um, mm-hmm. and, and some of those public-facing things that I could just look and see what you had made recently. There has, you're right. There's not been a whole lot of public things because there's been a lot of projects that I've made some runs at and they just didn't pan out. Then I would like wake up the next day, doubt my previous self, and think, "Oh, well, pff, I'm smarter now because I had a good night's sleep. Mm-hmm. Let me try again for this whole day." And then, after three or so iterations of that, I actually give up. Okay. For example, um, the micropub endpoint. You'll notice mm-hmm. that my, I'm not set up for micropub because <laughs> Jesus. Uh, for as far as side pro- projects go, it's just like. I like. I want to make a, a Findy web, mm-hmm. but Indie Auth is half baked at best. <laughs> so I'd have to implement my own login system, which is not something I'm wa- I want to do. No, yeah, that's hard. E- even if I'm using OAuth with, if I had people sign in with Twitter or something, it would. Do- yeah, get on the Slack and complain about how bad Indie Auth is. I, I don't want my first interaction with uh, this group of people to be, "Hey, your shit sucks." Well, not your shit sucks, but maybe say, how do I do this thing? I have this idea. Does anyone else, like, is anyone else trying this right now? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I want to make a Findy web. How do I do it? Got to cut all that out because they're listening. Yeah. Are you going to be a cool elf character? Or? I, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of stone on there, but I've never posted anything. Okay. So, Zach, what are you working on for side projects? Uh, yeah that i over the break i made that digital bookshelf um which you can go look at on github right now and view that it's still a little broken it's kind of wonky it's not on your website uh it's not on my website but it is at an ip let me see if i remember it yep it'll be on Zach's website by the time this comes out and no it won't okay never mind it won't but it is on an ip address so i can link to that ip address and you can just do that it's not it's not secured or anything it's just i have a question yeah is it just being on some random ip address just because you don't want to have it associated with your name no it's just it'd be work to get it going somewhere on my website okay and it's already up somewhere on this ip address cuz right now my website is a static hosted thing on s3 oh you're using amazon I see. And so this server is my first foray into using Linode. That's what this IP address is. Right. Because eventually I want to be able to use Linode to, to do indie, indie pub and indie whatever. But I want to get that working before I switch over. I'm sad about CSS 
Why is he? What's going on with your CSS, Zach? It's you've seen it. It's all jittery. Yeah, it's jittery. It's jiggly. I have no idea why. I I looked at it as well. <sighs> so anyway, I am upset at CSS because it's all jittery, and so I that's stalled out. So I'm trying to figure out some other coding projects I can do. I'm also trying to not overcommit myself to projects as part of the semester of improvisation. Like, if I really want a project so desperately, then maybe I could edit the vlog. <laughs> oh, I, I just assumed the bl- vlog was dead. No, no, but Premiere is stupid, so it's functionally dead. Wait, what does Premiere have to do with it? I'm a computer science major, and all of the problems in my life are caused by computers. Every time I open up Premiere and scrub through the timeline, it crashes. <laughs> oh my god. Zach, you need a Mac. <laughs> yeah. Or just re-image your uh, laptop. Make sure you got everything, though. There might be a sneaking database file. I do have, I, am, I have a backup, a physical backup and an online backup. Good stuff. What was I saying? Oh, side projects. Let me give you, let me give you, maybe I can convince you that this is not as uh, counter your theme as you think it is. Okay. None of these things are, need to be, you're treating them as commitments, but they don't need to be. I understand. Okay, stop it. Right. Right. Okay, I'm glad we solved that issue. I I think you know what I mean, though, that I don't want to, like, brainstorm new coding projects to work on until I've gotten something off my plate, because I would rather not have, like, 30 half-finished projects. Okay, yes, I do know what you mean. But that said, if you come up with some, some grand project, I'm currently looking for coding project ideas. You should make indie auth. But better. But just... Make indie auth exactly, except add my domain to the little list. Okay. Or complain about it for me on the Slack. No, you go complain about it on the Slack. I got a reputation to keep, though. Right, so do I. My cool elf character will lose charisma points if I start complaining. So is it just the bookshelf that you've been working on as, a, as your main coding project? Yeah, coding project-wise. I made PowerLog V0, actually. That was something I talked about a long time ago. Oh, yeah? You actually made it? I made it out of cardboard. Let's see it. Let's see it. Take a picture. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Picture took. Uh, Let me share this with you. Okay. So you uh, plop your phone down in there and it just starts chi charging? Uh, Yeah, that's very funny. My phone doesn't have chi charging (laughs) built in. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's just got a bunch bunch of cables poking up from a couple little grommets grommets they're just holes in the cardboard but it does what i need it to in a way you could say that that's like a power bowl right yes um the it's like a football uh i've only got one thing i want to say which is that we're doing a potluck in my friend group okay for the super bowl and my initial plan was uh to prepare some superb owl Uh, to share zach i don't think that's legal really to kill an owl and eat it you can't eat owl i don't know what the hunting laws around here are can i hunt owls it's not very important because i realized that it's not during meat week anyway oh okay so i'm not gonna make owl that i can't eat um so instead i'm gonna get a bunch of superfoods Get some acai and some blueberries and some walnuts and, you know, all the superfoods. Right. And I'm going to make a superfood bowl. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's a good idea. Okay. TexasBowRanger.com. Can I shoot an owl? Okay. Uh, at least in Texas, that's a big no-no. Dang. Although, everyone on here says, uh, shoot, don't tell. No, with a winky face. Uh, <laughs> you would have to shoot, shovel, and shut up. Wait, is this like a... a- 
Texas Yahoo questions, Yahoo answers. Yeah, discussions.texasboathunter.com slash forum slash archive slash index.php slash t-32482.html. That'll be in the show notes. I forgot the interesting part of my story about the boots. Okay, did you say the other part of the story about your boots on record? I, uh, I mean, technically, yes, but uh, not during the, sh- the show show. Okay, uh, is there a... All right, what's the what's the boot story? So I bought these boots, and mm-hmm. I don't typically wear boots. I usually wear a dress shoe that comes up to my ankle if I want to be kind of boot-like. Mm-hmm. But it is not good in the winter. It doesn't keep water out very well, and it makes my toes cold. Also, it slips and slides all the time because they're just flat in the bottom. And I'm pulling up my Amazon right now and i'm i'm enjoying these boot boots um wait i'm confused so the boots that you just got don't keep water out but you're enjoying them no the the not boot boots don't keep water out okay but the boots that you did just get you are enjoying yes but it is very hard to buy boots on amazon because mm-hmm. not not for the normal reasons why it's hard to buy shoes on amazon but because all the boots have aspects that i don't like Hmm. But not not in the boot itself, but in the name of the product. Okay. W- what? Let me let me read you the name of this product. Men's snow boots. Uh, dash fur lined lace up zipper cap toe boots for work hiking combat motorcycle military tactical ten point five. Hmm. So I don't like the part where it said combat motorcycle military tactical. Okay. But there's nothing about this boot that would suggest that it is for. Combat motorcycle military tactical. Is it not a camouflage boot? No, it's not. It's a leather boot. A pleather, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And it has treads, but like it doesn't... You would want other boots if you were yeah. actually trying to be tactical. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so it's clearly just like SEO BS. But it made me feel weird buying it because I don't... I tried to avoid things with tactical military motorcycle combat, combat in the name. Combat motorcycle military tactic. No, I'm not. I saw a good... Uh, good piece the other day. It wasn't from The Onion, but it was like The Onion. It was a think piece written from the perspective of a disgruntled tactical backpack that was strapped to somebody's back as they walked <laughs> through an airport. <laughs> That's really funny about The Onion. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mutual friend, uh, we, we've been friends for a long time, and I discovered The Onion before he did. Mm-hmm. And when I showed it to him, he read the URL, and it said theonion.com, of course. But he read it as Theo Nyon. <laughs> so he's like, ah, yes, uh, theonion.com. Because <laughs> he is just so confident, and that's what we love about him. All right, Zach, it's been a good two years. Yeah. Yeah, it has. As we close out, what were your favorite moments from this past two years? Maybe just the past year. Um, this isn't a favorite moment, but just broadly, it was real cool to call when I was in Sweden and speak English with somebody for two consistent (laughs) hours. Uh, definitely a highlight of the weeks when we did call. Okay. That's a good one. What about you? We have, uh, I don't know about you listeners, but I feel like we have good episodes and bad episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and what I mean by that is that some episodes are what I'm trying to, what we're collectively trying mm-hmm. to make this. And some episodes are not so much like what we're trying to make. And I really liked 
at some the moment sometime this past year where I realized, oh, there's a thing that this is supposed to be, or that I'm trying to make this. There's a distinct I have a distinct picture in my head of what worrying bugs is. I don't know exactly what that is, but it has certain characteristics. And I enjoyed the moment when I realized, oh yeah, this is a thing. Hmm. Does that make sense? Sorta, yeah. It wasn't on air, but Yeah. Oh, do you remember like roughly what what episode that happened? Oh, I have no idea. All right. It was right after one of the bad ones, because I was like, oh, this was a bad one. And then I thought, oh, wait, it, there can be bad ones now, <laughs> because this is supposed <laughs> to be There are something. ones that are not what I want. For, but for there to be something that is not what I want, there must be something, I must have some sort of image of what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, that's real cool. So if you have a favorite episode or a favorite moment from the last... 10 in hexaduodecimal episodes. You can reach out and tell us. As always, I'm on Twitter at 